what's the best way to pay off that debt? And we use our laser debt tool, which goes through the five ways of paying off debt and going through and calculating, okay, which is the best way? Is it highest balance? Is it, you know, highest interest rate? Which is it going to be easiest for you to do and follow through on? a regular gym routine. When was the last time you checked on your financial fitness? If you're feeling like you're falling behind, Ed Sedell is here to help with The Retirement Trainer, a podcast about helping you get into better financial shape. Every week, Ed talks about things you need to know to become more financially fit for your future. Learn about things like how much money will you need, financial mistakes other people often make, and how you can avoid them. Plus, details on the Retirement Fitness Plan, a plan Ed personally created to help you get to and through retirement by focusing on five key areas of your financial life. Learn more about the Retirement Fitness Plan when you visit egsifinancial.com and click on Processes. Then subscribe, follow, and listen to The Retirement Trainer on Apple Podcasts, your iHeart app, or whichever podcast platform you prefer. It's The Retirement Trainer with Ed Sedell, a podcast about finding ways to help you become financially fit for your future, no matter what financial shape you're in now. With consumer credit and credit card debt at historic highs, over $1.25 trillion and increasing monthly. How does this affect me and how do I protect myself? This is Leanne Sedell and here to help us with all our questions and give us some guidance to stay in the best financial shape possible, the retirement trainer, Ed Sedell. Hi, Ed. Hey, Leanne. Wow. Stunning numbers. I'm telling you that when that consumer credit report came out, I was not surprised, but shocked at the same time. I mean, month over month, I mean, billions and billions added to people's credit cards. And you, you know, I heard you say this in one of your interviews that you did, because somebody asked the question, like, they were basing it off of, I think we were talking about the CPI. I can't remember exactly what you were referencing, but they were talking about spending was up. And you were like, you were referencing the fact that, of course, spending's up. Because of inflation, right. Yeah, yeah. you know, and, and, and actually the question came, they said, you know, so what do you think? I, I correlated it to the jobs numbers report that came out that said that the economy's strong. We added 208,000 new jobs that week and, you know, or that month and, you know, how great it was. But the types of jobs that were added versus the types of jobs that were lost during the same time period. So there was, uh, you know, almost 130,000 jobs lost. So the net was 208,000. But the types of jobs lost were manufacturing, mm-hmm. okay, were financial services, education, healthcare, nursing, and IT, information technology. So there's 130,000 jobs lost in those. So those are high paying with benefits. And they were replaced with retail and hospitality. Not that those are bad jobs, but they typically are not high paying. And again, it all depends on how you interpret the data. Those are also the same companies. Those high paying jobs are also the ones that are, their stock prices are also high right now, which super, is like, super which high. Is like, yeah, you know, I mean, multiples. I mean, it's, it's crazy. But when, when you look at that and you're like, okay, so the jobs that are added are those second and third jobs. And in the interview that you're referencing, you know, the question was asked, well, you know, if the economy is struggling, then why are people spending more? I'm like, well, you know, it's not adjusted for inflation. Yeah. You know, so everyone says, well, 5%, but it's year, you know, it's just year over year. Well, that means it's compounded each and every year. 
Those are really big numbers. And we have to look at that. So the 1.25 trillion, you know, in my notes, I kind of messed up. So it wasn't all consumer debt. That's just credit card debt. Okay. So that's where I was no, 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 no. leading I, th- into the two. But No, actually, that, that was my fault. So 1.25 trillion. So there was another $13 billion added, you know, last month on top of the almost $24 billion added to credit card debt the month before and over $35 billion the month before. And at least it's coming down a little bit, but we're still adding to it. And here's the other stunning thing is that default rates on credit cards are way up. So from, uh, you know, month over month, quarter over quarter, year over year, it's almost double where it was a year ago. It's always interesting for me because what I wanted to focus on a little bit was what's the consumer credit report and what is it telling us? So what it's telling us is what we're spending and how much debt we have. And in not just what we're spending and how much we're spending, but how we're paying for it. Okay. And and so this is a really big deal when you look at it from a couple different perspectives. So the first one is we're in debt. Okay. Credit card debt is at an all-time high, $1.25 trillion. That's a really big number. Then the other thing that we have to look at when we're talking about spending is, all right, so not only are we going into debt for this, but as credit continues to tighten, Okay, because defaults are starting to go up a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, how does that affect people's ability to buy homes and, and other things, just, to, you know, quality of life issues? Because that score keeps going down, it, down, it, down. That's exactly yeah. it. Yeah. And it is subjective, but we were talking to um, a family, you know, last week and they were talking about scores and, you know, buying a home and we have this one house, we want to buy this other house, do we have to sell this house first? And everyone wanted to buy, uh, pull their credit. I said, you got to be careful. You can't let people pull your credit. You know, you could pull one tri-merge every year from all three bureaus and look at your score and say, hey, based on this score and show it to them, they're not going to give you a commitment until they actually pull it themselves. But at least it'll get you in the ballpark. But, you know, right now, if you're below 700, if you're below 750, you're going to be paying a premium on whatever it is that you want to buy. So that's basically what that report is telling us. And it's for the Federal Reserve to say, oh, you know what? Everything that we're doing is working. People are starting to suffer. Okay, so we've raised rates enough. And that's the other thing. When we're talking about raising rates, the rates that they started raising a year ago are just now coming into play. It's a lagging indicator, which means it's, you know, we're feeling the effects way down the road. And so the rates that were increased in December and earlier this year, we're not going to start to feel until the end of this year, beginning of next year. And again, you know, we've got over a trillion dollars in commercial real estate coming due. And if we continue to be at these higher rates, you know, what does that look like? And again, going back to that consumer credit, you know, how are people going to be able to refinance those loans and and what's that going to look like? Not long term, but even in the short term. The whole part of robbing Peter to pay Paul. I mean, a, a lot of people are using that to cover rather than cutting things down in their expense category, they're just trying to quality of life. I mean, keep and, up. Well, yep. that's it. And you know, and that's that's kind of the the big thing. You know, when when we're doing planning and, and people come to us for help, there's a lot of folks that are in really really good shape. You know, most folks are the the folks that we deal with and that we help. But you know, some of them still have debt. It's all math. It's all about the math. And what's the best way to pay off that debt? And we use our our laser debt tool, which goes through the five ways of paying off debt and going through and calculating, okay, which is the best way? Is it, you know, highest balance? Is it, you know, highest interest rate? Is it a combination of the two? Is it the Dave Ramsey snowball, right? Mm -hmm. You know, all those different things. And 
Sometimes it's not just about the math. It's which is it going to be easiest for you to do and follow through on? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's really what it comes down the to. The consistency of, of yeah. making sure it's something that you can maintain and not have to take away your savings or any of those other things that you can just maintain. So that you can stay in good financial shape. It's just like exercise, right? You can't exercise, you know, once a month and say, hey, I'm in really good shape, right? You know, it's the same thing when it comes to your financial shape. I mean, you have to financially exercise consistently on a, you know, daily, weekly, monthly yeah, basis. If you don't notice that $20 gone in a weekly basis, maybe you can make it 25 Maybe you can then make it 30 whatever it is. But it's about a building. It's about building on... And not, having a plan. Yep. Yep. That's so, correct. So that that way you know what to build on. And that's really important. You know, again, going back to this consumer credit report that came out last week, like I said, I, I wasn't surprised, but I was shocked at the same time that when you have... The amount going up, the amount of debt going up, revolving credit card debt, because I think the average now, it's over It's over 22%. I, I, I want to say 22.99 is the average. You know, and if you add inflation, I think we talked about this a couple of months ago. I mean, think about that. So if you're just paying the minimum payment or if you're paying, you know, you're you're paying for that item or that service or that vacation. You've paid for it five times over by the time you actually... Oh, every every four years you bought it again. Yeah. Right? And so it becomes very, very expensive. So how do you get yourself out of debt? I mean, that's that's the big thing. And maintain your lifestyle. We have talked about this several times. When you're coming into making these decisions about how you're going to pay this debt off, it's important that you know what you're spending your money on. And I will say that is an eye-opening experience when you actually sit yes. down and you pull it up it's and disturbing. you see. Well, yeah. yeah, I, I, yeah I'm, not, like, oh I'm not even going to make reference to like the little ancillary things that we spend our money on, like coffee or anything else. But I'm going to talk about the amount of times that you go to the grocery store or or that you stop at fast food restaurants or whatever it is. And a lot of times you actually, when you notice it and when it becomes real to you, you're like, no more of this It's, it's when you write it down. Yeah. You no, know? that's exactly right. And, it's and, not real until you, you're actually visually looking at it. it. It doesn't actually add up in your head. Well, and that's what, you know, when we do a plan and, and we say, because the math says, you know, at the end of every month you have X amount of dollars left over and everyone always laughs. We don't have that. But this is the budget that you gave us. So from what you're making, what you're saving, and what you're spending, you should have X amount of dollars left over. And like, yeah, it doesn't work. And so, you know, we always tell them, hey, go get one of those little memo pads, you know, that you can stick in your back pocket and get a pen and write down everything that you spend, every stick of gum, every cost, and you do it for 30 days and come back and look at it. And you remember we did that and they were like, we're upside down every month and we're not spending the money and we don't, you know, we don't understand where it's going. And they were spending $350 a month in, in Starbucks. And I think it was, what was it? Four or $500 a, a month in, in lunches. I'm like, well, there you go. And, you know, the Dave Ramsey way of the envelopes, I remember like the, uh, you put that, that all That was the, my grandma. Yes. I think you right? got that for my grandma. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and the important component of that, when you actually are tangibly touching those dollars. Now, for me, when I have cash and I never carry cash, but when I have cash, it tends to be like, oh, it's already out of the account. I, I, can, I can spend it. It's kind of up, it disappears <laughs> no, in the wind, no. right? Oh, wait, what? I, I'm, a little bit more, I'm a little bit more restrictive to writing the check or it coming out of my checking account. I'm, I'm, I pay. That's a very valid point, right? It's that discipline. Jocko Willing, discipline equals freedom. And that's really it. That's really what it's all about, right? So you've got to become very disciplined in not just what you're spending, but how you're spending it. That's why that budget is so important. 
in having a tool in place so that you can monitor what you're doing, the ebbs and flows, and then you come back and track it and, you know, have that weekly or monthly family meeting where you're like, okay, all right, here comes the come to Jesus talk. Oh, well, <laughs> what did you and, spend? Well, I'm not going to tell you what I spent until you tell me what you spent. And it's, it's kind of, it's brutal. Well, and I'm going to throw one more thing at you because I'll hear this all the time. We get points. And so, yes, I realize I'm paying 22%, but we get dollar for dollar every time we go to a restaurant, a gas station. The, the important point of that You got to pay it off. You, you got to pay it off at the end of the month. Otherwise, boy, what? It'll whack you. I mean, it's it's really, you're right. You know, and that's the, well, you know, I am. I'm We're, we're saving up for our vacation. Well, you just paid for your vacation three times. Exactly. You know, and the interest charges. And these are not funny laugh, laugh moments, but I am no, going to say these are, we didn't walk these the are, walk. We, we can't walk the walk without talking. I mean, that's, honestly, we've already been there. We've already done that. So yeah, it, yeah, yeah. I, it, and, and that's the whole thing, right? So, you know, starting a business, young family, you're like, oh my gosh, you know, here you go. So, I mean, everything that we're teaching people, these are things that, you know, we either went through, I, I learned from my grandma, my parents, your parents, and how to budget and how to do things. And having that plan, golly, I sound like a broken record, but having that plan is so important because it, it helps. It's that foundation. Everyone says, okay, this is what I'm spending. And then after a while you get, you get excited. When you find money, I mean, that's really what it is because it's, I say it's found money because you don't even realize that it was lost. And when you're spending that, the example that I used, it was over $800 a month. And we were able to show them how to pay off Every, they got complete, They were completely out of debt in three and a half years. And especially in times like these right now, it's so important to understand, you know, what you're spending money on. I'm not just talking about young families. I'm talking about those, you know, approaching retirement, already in retirement, because things are getting more and more expensive. AEP just passed a rate hike. It was over... And, 30%? Is that what it was? Yeah. Here in Ohio? Yep. yep. So imagine that. I mean, if, if you have a $200 power bill, now all of a sudden you're, you know, you're paying an extra $60 a month, you know, that's $700 a year. I mean, that's, that's a lot of money. And we speak to a lot of people that are in their working years about yep. budgeting. All right. But it's and different when, <laughs> well, it's not that it's what I, you know, we all feel like we can catch up. We can catch up. We can work harder. We can work in a second job. But when you get to that retirement starting gate, when you're no longer working, if you haven't already gotten to the point where you're working within a budget, where you're working within a set amount, this is your paycheck. This is where you stay. Because I know we've all gone over our paycheck. We've all done that. When this amount comes in on a monthly basis, we spend $500 more, but we make it up on the other side. It doesn't happen that way in retirement. What you got is what you got. What you got is what you got. So it's important that you get used to that habit, that discipline that you were just talking about before you retire. Well, before. And, and, and that's why we're seeing, you know, a, a lot of families that were just now starting to work with and, and they're like, I, I've been wanting to retire, but I'm not comfortable. You know, I, I do. I have enough? Where does the where's the money going to come from? And that's the whole thing, because when you when you stop working, you retire. I mean, you go from getting a paycheck with all your taxes, everything being taken out to now you got to create your own paycheck and get take care of all of your taxes and, you know, the withdrawal order. Where's the money coming from? What's the most efficient use of that money? All right. And conceptually, yes, that's exactly true. But you got to look at it on the backside of it, which is what am I spending the money on? You know, and yes, I want to take those vacations. Yes, I want to do this. I want to take my grandkids here. I want to go see them. So then it becomes a choice for some people. Do I want to spend the $850 in lunches in Starbucks every month? 
Or do I want to save up money and take my grandkids on vacation or see them? you know, more than once a year. And it's it really kind of gets a, a little bit amazing uh, how just a change in your thought process from thinking that what am I going to not spend money on or what am I going to save for? There's just that that little click. Yeah, um, you're so right. It's a mind shift. It is right? a mind shift. And, so. and, and it is. And it makes a huge, huge difference when people are looking at it that way because now all of a sudden it becomes a game. Right. And people get it. We we get we see people get excited. They're like, oh, my gosh, I can't. Buy. This card is paid off. And now my, my car, I've, I've got three months left on this. And then we're going towards this. And they're starting to get excited and, and they're rewarding them their, themselves, you know, as they start to pay these things off. And they have a goal. They, they now see light at the end of the tunnel. And it's the difference between being above the line and below the line, right? Having a retirement in the green or versus being in the red and not just having an okay retirement, but having the ideal retirement and doing everything that you want to do whenever you want to do it um, with a, a level of confidence and clarity and certainty so that you don't have to worry about what's going on because you've got the savings. And that's the key. Well, if people want to learn more, or if they have questions that they still didn't get answered while listening to this podcast, please give us a call at 614-526-4118. Or you can set up some time to talk to Ed by going to our website at egsifinancial.com and schedule some time. Last but not least, you can email us at info at egsifinancial.com. Thanks, Ed. Thank you. tested your fitness level, not your workout routine. I'm talking about your financial endurance because if saving to a 401k is the extent of your effort, it is time for you to start shaping up. And Ed Sedell is here to help you do that with the Retirement Trainer. It's his podcast to help you examine your financial stamina and learn the questions you should be asking and areas to focus on to help you get to that place you've been working so hard for, a happy, comfortable retirement. And it's not as hard as some might have made you believe. Ed's broken it down into five simple steps. It's the retirement fitness plan, which he personally created to help clarify key areas of your financial life. Learn more about the retirement fitness plan at egsifinancial.com. Then subscribe, follow, and listen to the retirement trainer on Apple Podcasts, your iHeart app, or whichever podcast platform you prefer. Investment advisory services offered through EGSI Investment Management, DBA EGSI Financial Group, a registered investment advisor. Insurance and annuities offered through EGSI Financial Services, Inc., Ohio license number 102061. Thank you.